Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn that the world is not what it seems, and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. At the end of the last session, I introduced the big picture perspective, and today we will talk about the basic concepts of the big picture perspective. What are they? Well, the very first and most basic concept is this perspective doesn't provide all the answers, but that we can start to learn more and more as we begin to believe that we can travel with our consciousness outside this reality and that we can indeed communicate with souls who are no longer in a physical body, both those who intend to come back again, so to speak, and those who have completed all their earth sojourns. Beyond that, this perspective would have you view life with the following set of beliefs. There's, uh, I think, about 25 of them. I'll get them all for you. Number one, God is the simultaneous and infinite explosion of all that is or for short, all that is. Two, each one of us is a part of what God is, but so are the animals, the plants, the rocks, the insects, a, a blade of grass, and so forth. Number three, each of us is a focused personality, energized by a big self that exists inside and outside of our reality, and which has many other focused personalities. Number four, when the energy essence that we are comes into this reality for a lifetime, we agree to play by the rules of the game. And so we agree that the reality we will perceive while we're in a physical body has time, space, cause and effect, good and evil, and things are separate. Five, outside of our game, which Bob Monroe appropriately termed the human time-space illusion, time and space do not exist as we know them. Ultimately, we will gradually come to know, as our awareness mechanism expands its scope of consciousness and becomes aware of underlying realities, we will come to know there is no evil and everything is one. Number six, the world we experience is one of billions of realities that exist, all within God, some more illusory than others, all with different root assumptions or rules of the game. Seven, each of us has many probable selves, a version of ourself that took another course in this life. And each of those probable selves thinks he or she is the authentic self. Number eight, we are co-creators of the reality we experience. Our big self energizes us, but we create the reality by choosing to focus on it with our thoughts, emotions, and expectations. In this way, we bring into focus one of the many probable futures that are out there for us, already existing in our present. We choose to call that our reality. Number nine, our big self is aware of all probable versions of all its focus personalities, all of which are going on simultaneously, and which don't necessarily bear any resemblance to one another most likely of different races, sexes, social position, intellectual capabilities, athletic capabilities, and so forth. Number 10, we, the focus personalities, are essentially a big self playing a role 
in any given lifetime when we enter a physical body and become a particular personality. It is normal for a big self to play many different roles so that it gets the fullest flavor of the human earth experience. 11. There are a number of reasons we're here. We're here to learn how to handle our power to create, to experience emotion as it can only be experienced on this planet and in this game or consciousness experiment, and by our experience and growth in space-time, <clears throat> we're here to contribute to the total experience of the ultimate creator, and probably a number of creators in between, who knows itself through the experiences of all it creates. Number 12. While each part of us is a part of the ultimate creator, and not ever separate from the ultimate creator, our most direct connection is with our big self whose most direct connection is with the big, big self, whose most connection is with the big, big, big self, and so on, until at some level there is a direct connection to the ultimate one creator. 13. When we die, we all experience death differently, just as we experience life differently. What we experience initially is usually <clears throat> some kind of illusion, consistent with our beliefs and expectations in which spirit guides may play roles that make us feel comfortable. Some of us have difficulty realizing we're dead, and we don't make much progress until we do realize it. Once we're through the initial stages and illusions, we do whatever it is we want to do for our own personal fulfillment according to our own purposes. We retain our individual identity as a focused personality when we die, but we also are much more aware that we are an integral part of our big self. 14. According to what kind of life we've lived and the degree of personal soul growth we've attained in a lifetime, our ability to make a smooth transition after death and to get on with the pleasure of continuing growth will range from fast and pleasurable to painfully slow and difficult. In the latter case, we inflict the pain and uh, slowness on ourselves, as we've seen in numerous examples. Number 15, we focus personalities are basically spirits with consciousness organized at a certain level, a certain degree of complexity or, quote, gestalt, close quote. Our gestalt is more complex than the consciousness of a stone, for example, but less complex than the consciousness of our big self. As an integral part of our big self, we participate in many different types of realities, some much more exciting and rewarding than this one, and some less so. 16. When we are, quote, dead, it means we are not focused in the physical body, but we are still very much alive in some spirit form that may or may not involve some kind of body. 17. Not all, quote, dead people are in the same place or sharing the same reality. We're just a tiny fraction of what God is, and everything and everyone else created by, dead is, by God is dead to us because we can't perceive them while in earth bodies as we currently use them in this probability, in this segment of time-space illusion. 
However, there's an unimaginable amount of creation, joy, celebration, emotion, love, and other good things going on among the dead, as well as some less desirable experiences. 18. While our big self experiences many earth lives, it is not correct to say that we focus personalities come back into another physical body. Rather, it's our big self who goes into many physical bodies all at the same time, with one uh, focused personality being connected to another through the big self. Living in a time-space illusion, we focus personalities see these other lives as ours in the past and the future, and to some extent they are, since we are also our big selves. From a larger perspective, though, time as we know it does not exist outside of this game, the human time-space illusion. So, from that perspective, it's incorrect to say that we focus personalities reincarnate. Rather, it is our big self who incarnates in many realities and time frames at once. And all of its focused personalities are aware of one another within a time frame at certain levels of unity within the big self. And so it's kind of simultaneous incarnation by the big self as opposed to reincarnation by the focused personality. Number 19, the moment a big self decides to incarnate by taking up permanent residence in a human fetus, which has, which has its own less complex gestalt consciousness anyway, <clears throat> which it depends on the characteristics, preferences, and intents of a particular big self. Some big selves are anxious and will start to take up residence at conception. But even then, their personality is still focused mainly in the between-life dimensions. Some are reticent and might wait until the point of birth. In any event, the process is gradual, and the average big self does not totally identify with the physical body, usually, until just before, during, or slightly after birth, although it is aware of the conception for which it has been waiting the moment it happens, and it's irresistibly drawn to it. Now, that's a general rule, but uh, some big selves identify with the physical body uh, earlier in the nine-month process. Number 20, the big self, because it exists outside of time, knows, quote, before birth, close quote, the probability patterns most likely to be experienced by the focus personality. But the focus personality is still free to choose which probabilities it will experience as reality. In order to play the earth game, at least for that part of it up to this 21st century, the big self agrees that the focused personality's aware of awareness, awareness of these future probabilities will be blocked out. Let me repeat that. The big self agrees that the focused personality's awareness of these future probabilities will be blocked out of its human consciousness. So we agree not to know the future. Number 21, every focused personality is eternal part of an eternal big self. Our awareness of ourselves as ourselves is never extinguished. After death, we do, however, become more melded with our big self so that we are aware of ourselves as a focused personality and as an essential part of someone bigger. 
We're also aware of our integral connections with other focused personalities in the big self, as well as all the probable personalities. We come to know the majestic, eternal spirit creatures that we are. 22. Once an entity with all its focused personalities has completed its direct participation in the earth game, it does not just exist trance-like in some heaven, but rather continues to participate in many realities with different root assumptions, some having root assumptions something like our time, space, and form, and some not. It continues to create and experience, to grow in awareness as part of its larger self, in the process enriching the larger self through its experience, experiences. 23. No part of God is ever condemned to eternal punishment. We are all part of God. Certain personalities, however, may create that illusion for themselves temporarily after they die. 24. Your intersection with all these realities, the one you perceive and all the others, is the present moment. That makes it your point of power. Right now, the present moment is where you can affect what you experience. And the entire universe, all part of God, remember now, the entire universe is positively disposed to help us bring about the reality we want to co-create. And 25, just because other species have less complex consciousness gestalts than humans, that doesn't mean they can't think noble thoughts, feel, and have emotions. The spirit that imbues them is also eternal, if less complex. And it is incorrect to think that they are participating in our reality just to serve us. They have their own reasons and purposes for being here, quite apart from whether they ever encounter a human. They deserve our respect, and to needlessly inflict pain and suffering on them is just as wrong as it would be to inflict pain and suffering on humans. Now, if you would like to adopt this perspective and make it your own, but it's hard for you to relate to all these concepts and you need something simpler, let me assure you that you can do just fine. In terms of how you conduct your life, the bottom line from this perspective is no different from the time-tested advice given by many spiritual leaders through the ages from whom we can borrow. In fact, in my opinion, it can all be reduced to these four suggestions. Number one, love one another. Number two, judge not, lest ye be judged. Number three, do as much good as you possibly can. And four, if you never read or understand or hear a word of these concepts, don't worry because you can fulfill your life's purpose and experience soul growth just by getting out there and living life as best you can. Even if you never read a single book or hear a single podcast or a single sermon. Some of you, though, might feel better about life and yourself if you do understand at least some of this. Well, this concludes our discussion of the basic concepts, and in the next session, we'll talk about how this perspective can help you make the most of your life right now.
Again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you Lessons from the Helpful Dead.